This is episode six of Welcome to the Clam Bake. Welcome to the Clam Bake. Angela and I are sharing a mic slash a brain tonight. Yeah. I wonder how many times we're going to say the same thing. At the same time. <laughs> we missed it that time. But we're <laughs> terrible. It's going to happen, I know. Anyway, I'm Lindsay Stidham. And I'm Angela Gallner. And you're listening to... Welcome, Welcome to, Welcome to the, the Clam Bake. Real heavy last week, so we're gonna we're gonna just flip it upside down. Yeah, and flip the script. Flip the script. We're talking puppets. Yeah! Woo! Yay! And we have three amazing Los Angeles puppeteers here tonight to talk about puppets and puppetry. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I'll. We should just let them introduce themselves. Yeah. I think. And yeah. they just we like they to just put you guys on the voices. Yeah, yeah. So if you want to introduce one of your puppet characters along with yourself, I say go for it. We like to put our guests on the spot, so we <laughs> have to do less work. Yeah. Hot. Who goes first? Pam, go for go this uh, way. My name's Pam Severance, and I'm a puppeteer, and I don't do voices. <laughs> Sorry to ruin the party. No, your speaking voice is so beautiful. Oh, I can thank see you. Why I would never Thanks. do a voice. I do silent puppet acts. Really? Yeah. I know. Fascinating. That is. <laughs> yeah. That's so cool. I we'll love get it. More into yeah, that yeah, yeah. In just a it's, second. It's. I think it's all right. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. I'm Jared Ramirez. I am also a puppeteer, um, and I do I do voices. Enough yeah. for the both of us. It's true. No, I don't know. <laughs> no, you do. Um, they, they come out of me. I don't always know where they're coming from. No, Natural. Oh, shoot. <laughs> and you work at Bob Baker. I work at the Bob Baker <laughs> Marionette Theater. That's a lot of fun. We don't do uh, voices in that, so that's like us puppeteering to uh, like a full musical soundtrack. Oh, cool. So that's a lot of, and that's good for like the kind of choreography chops are just like getting into like listening and the, the rhythm side of the mm-hmm. the technical side of the work. We'll get more deeply into Bob Baker shortly, yeah. but my first experience with Bob Baker, Baker was at your show where somebody had the cat and it was so yeah. sexy. I was like, I was like, if that cat came and gave me a lap dance, yeah. I would freak out. That cat <laughs> is DTF. Yeah. Yeah. Sexy. Yeah, it was amazing, though. I have no I idea what you guys are talking oh, about, but I wish it. I did. It's a really sexy cat marionette. Mm-hmm. Um, my wow. name's Molly Fight. I'm a puppeteer, and I run a show that I co-host with Jared called yeah. When Puppets Are Your Only Friends. friends. Puppets are my only 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 friends. Oh, we played it better than Lindsay and I could. It's the, right now it's the fourth Saturday of the month at the Clubhouse on Vermont. It's, and it's I, free. I'm just going to pimp you guys. It is my favorite comedy show happening in Los Angeles right now. Oh, like every time, so every time I go, I'm like, so I have a really emotional experience, which is why I'm like <laughs> so, so glad you guys are here. And it's like unlike any other show. And I didn't realize how emotional, or maybe just like I'm just reconnecting with how emotional puppets are now because I haven't like re-experienced them since like childhood. But they're really emotional. Yeah, they're totally... <laughs> 
deep rooted in mm-hmm. nostalgia and primal. It's who we learned the alphabets from. So it's like it's there, even if we don't necessarily know what it is we're acknowledging. It's just when you see a puppet and it's like talking to you and address you. It, they have the floor. Like a- anything they say mm-hmm. will just wash right into you. You're like, yep, yeah, yeah totally. Everyone gets so happy when they see a puppet. Yeah. It makes everything better. I so, all <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, I I am such a such a novice about this kind of stuff. All I really know about puppetry is that we had like the puppet wagon that came around my neighborhood growing up that was amazing. And then I know lamp chop. And yeah. then I think that's it. That's it. That's as far First as my all, knowledge goes. Super so. jealous of whatever the hell the puppet yeah. was. Oh, it was the best. Oh, it was the best. It would like come around every like like once a week, and all the kids would go to the puppet wagon, and then they would do puppet shows out of the puppet wagon, and you like they would pick one or two kids that got to go in the wagon and do the little puppets, and it was That's amazing. Really wow. cool. Yeah, that is cool. But where is this? This is in Minnesota. Oh, oh yeah, Minnesota. Minnesota. Oh, that sounds fun. Yeah. All of this, though, to just ask, where did it all begin for all of you? Yes. How did this? How did you guys come to puppets, or puppets come to you? It's beautiful. <laughs> I'll start. Uh, it, well, I'll go ahead and field that one for uh, Pam. Of, no, course. of course. <laughs> Let's let the man in the room. Do yeah, let the, the man is going to answer all the questions. Jared, would you like to speak? Uh, um, puppetry is an art that finds you I find like most puppeteers mm-hmm. I know it's it's somehow it's such a like a weird fringy thing I spent a long time avoiding being a puppeteer you know like sort of running away from it but eventually it, it caught up to me and like the more I gave into it the more it gave me like leads and the more I got jobs as a puppeteer and sort of acknowledged as an artist and um, for me, it was like illustration. I was creating these characters that I wanted to come to life, but I didn't want to animate. I didn't want to be a computer. And I was in love with everything Jim Henson had ever done. And so I figured I should try puppetry. And coming from a background in dance, ah. uh, it was like, it's very movement-based. Like, I don't do voices, so to me, it's like all of the emoting is coming out of like whatever song I'm using and then whatever movements that I'm putting into the puppet. So what kind of, like, like what does a typical puppet that you use look like? Like, what is it? I They're like marionettes. I also think of a sock puppet. Like, what is, right. what, what are you using? Well, so for my acts, I, I do, like, variety and comedy shows. I have one particular act that I do a lot that I use a hand and rod puppet, which is like a Henson-style puppet. So uh-huh. the, the mouth is one hand, and then you do two rods to do both hands. Oh, okay. Uh, but your mm-hmm. left hand, if you're right-handed, you use your left hand to operate the arms. Um, but the cool thing about puppetry is there's so many different styles, and what most people are familiar with is the hand and rod Henson style puppet, or like the right. live hand puppet, which is what like Rolf the dog is. Oh yeah, where yeah. one person's doing the mouth and someone else is doing the hands. But then there's marionettes, there's shadow puppetry, there's glove puppetry. Um, what am I forgetting? There's like Unraku, s- tabletop oh, puppetry. That's three p- puppeteers to a puppet. Yeah, yeah, and there's like giant puppets, like kind of the kind of puppet that you put a harness on to operate, mm-hmm. and like full body, like someone in a costume technically is operating a puppet. Yeah, um, is so that like the like the warhorse stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 puppetry. Like, yeah. Pr- I think you you would call oh, it parade puppetry or mm-hmm. giant puppets. Yeah, um, or Bunraku even. I think there's some like big giant rods. Mm-hmm. you know requires several people in there so um yeah so primarily i do like hand and rod and glove puppet stuff but 
the, the wonderful thing about it is like you can explore all these different styles and emote through movement, which to me is like the most fascinating thing about it. You know, you don't so have to you don't cool. have to voice anything. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, there's an like, incredible skill in that alone. But for me, like I'm, I've never been much of a talker, so it's like, how can I move his head to make him like yeah. look confused? You know. Seems, yeah, um, it seems like it would require an intense amount of specificity yeah. in every single moment. And finesse yeah. and, like, tons of practice and, yeah. And yeah. then the hand and rod is, uh, is, like, opposite of your regular movements. Is that right? Like, because you, you, you practice in the mirror quite a bit. Am I, I, I don't, I, That's this for, is how little I know about puppets. So. Yeah, for when no. you're on camera. For when you're on camera. Mm, yeah, 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 when you're using a monitor, yeah. It's yeah. backwards. It's reversed, yeah, and that takes a lot of training sure but these, yeah uh, molly and jared these guys know more about that because they did the henson right. program tv puppetry well it's like what yeah. you were saying yeah. though yeah in the beginning when you're first starting out you then the only way to get better is to just keep getting gigs that you're underqualified for and just get the <laughs> right. actual monitor training that's on some the great spot. life advice there yeah. yeah i think that's all anything <laughs> is yeah yeah, yeah. learn while you work but yeah you just keep bigging yourself up and you're like oh i, I know this stuff and you know, yeah. I, I, most of the gigs that I've done where it's like I end up the puppeteer ends up being like the guy who's the most experienced in anyone who's shooting like so it's like most, most of the crews the first time working with puppets so they're all kind of coming uh, to you like how do we make this how yeah, do we yeah. get this done and you know, so that's how did you come to puppetry so I same you know same as Pam I've always I grew up with Henson I have a really cool older brother he's mm -hmm. 11 years older than me and so uh even when my parents weren't introducing me to all like I mean I watched Sesame Street as a kid but like because of my brother I was really into like Labyrinth and Dark Crystal right on and the Storyteller and things like that so I but it, it, what's so crazy is that even though I grew up with that and it was like such a huge part of my childhood I don't think I ever acknowledged the Muppets is anything other than like a group of like some of my favorite actors or it was like oh when's Kermit and Miss Piggy's next movie mm -hmm. it, it just they were so their their personalities were so real to me that I only like when I started thinking about it again maybe five years ago I was like hold on a second there's like a whole cast of puppeteers and <laughs> I kind of eat up that film and music trivia which was like the who's who like I love finding out uh who voiced like what Disney characters in all, all the old classic films and then mm -hmm. finding out which of them had music careers and then you listen to these songs and it's like your childhood. You're, you're listening yeah. to like the guy who did the voice for Baloo and he's got this whole big big band swing mm. career and you listen to that I'm like, it's Baloo. I'm listening to Baloo's so cool. personal music. Right yeah. yeah, yeah. Didn't you go to the puppet school? Did you want to talk about the puppet school? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's so I, now closed. The late yeah, puppet the, school. The now defunct the, puppet it's school. It's just called straight up the puppet school? Well, it's called puppet school, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Puppet school, it, no the. Yeah, yeah. So they were in Sherman Oaks for a while. It was opened by the late, great Michael Earl. He was Snuffleupagus for a time <gasps> on Sesame oh Street. Yeah. He's an incredibly nice man who just wanted to share his oh. love of puppetry with the world. And so he was teaching like pop-up kind of workshops, like mm -hmm. one-day building workshops. And I worked there and just just to absorb as much as I could. About what made you, well, you had this love for it, but did you just see like a flyer for puppet school and you were like, oh, that that's me? Yeah, I got really, well, so uh, someone gifted it to me as a, 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 the best birthday present ever. Aww. They just knew like I was on a huge Muppet kick and, mm -hmm. and then they were like, here's a one-day workshop. Changed your life. Changed my cool. life. And yeah. I don't think the impetus was ever to start building. I never thought that that was something that would ever be tangible. I just mm -hmm. thought that was like... A lost, you know, that was the, the people who built the Muppets are like 
they're like the titans of the industry, mm-hmm. and it's this un like impenetrable uh, area of work that just if you had if you weren't there, you won't find out about it. Hmm. And I surprisingly, took to it, and I got really into the all the options that. Like I just, you know, oh, I could use this shade for a mouth color, like the inside of the mouth, and this color for so the tongue. So you design them also. Oh yeah, and you can get way, way. Is that something that it. every puppeteer does? Is designs their puppets, or does it depend on the project? Or I, I don't know depends. that all puppeteers are builders, but I certainly think that if you're a builder, you have a pretty good sense of what a puppet does, so that you can mm-hmm. build the most flexible or expression, like expressive puppet. Yeah. So most puppeteers can build. Mm-hmm. But, like, I find people either build or puppeteer. It's, like, one or the other. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. But okay. a lot of puppeteers I know can build, but maybe. Like, I can build, but I don't really like to. And uh-huh. it's that way, too. I retired. I got out of yeah. the game. You got it's, out of the It's so tedious. I just, I got too into it. Like, I will spend hours, because I just, I think maybe that my, I get a little OCD about it. Like, mm. I want it to look super super good mm-hmm. or I just get very precious about it and I have so many talented builder friends I was just gonna say do you have specific builders you like to go to yeah, yeah. so like now that I mean you meet so many great people who are doing it and like I kind of became way more focused on the performing and I had a lot of people who were still figuring out what their interest was and so that people who fell more into the building track and so now we're we're helping each other in that way that I, oh, I use cool. their stuff on shout out to Nate Hernandez of Rad Puppets yeah he's great and also mm-hmm. a good puppet is not a cheap endeavor no, as well which yeah. is something mm-hmm. I learned via Molly that like it, taking on a puppet build or buying one or whatnot is uh, undertaking yeah I was also curious if you guys felt like because going to your show, I noticed people work with the same puppets again and again. Mm-hmm. I was curious if you feel like a particular puppet character also finds you or you find that puppet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot like um, like if you're an actor and you're, you're casting a part, you take time to like get to know that character. Mm-hmm. And it's the same with a puppet and like certain ones you connect with and you feel like it's an extension of you. Like, Kevin Clash mostly does Elmo. Like, it's pretty much, does he only does, I mean, he doesn't do Elmo anymore. Yeah, um, yeah. But that was, once he found Elmo, like, he was Elmo. Mm, you yeah. know. Locked in. Yeah, locked in. He had exactly. a lot of characters on Sesame Street that, like, just didn't, that are great. You know, he had Hoots the Owl um, hmm. and stuff like that. But until he got in that Elmo, it was like, that's that was the voice that just kind of clicked, where he found, there's a great interview with um, Dave Goles, he's the puppeteer for Gonzo, Gonzo. Mm-hmm. Um, and tons of other awesome Muppets, but uh, Gonzo is probably his biggest. But he talks about just like the one he he his secret to creating a character is uh, taking like a little idiosyncrasy about himself, like something that he's a little insecure about, and he blows like it's a character trait, and he blows it up mm. into like the the driving force of the puppet and makes it and in that way makes it lovable and it's like this therapeutic thing where oh. you're creating this character and this of this like so Gonzo for instance is just like the part of he started off as a builder on the show and so it was like he felt kind of like an outcast because he wanted to be with Jim Henson and Frank Oz doing the performing but he felt like different or like mm. with them but separate yeah the, and then just that that reads with so many people in yeah. that Gonzo mm-hmm. character it's like I love Gonzo. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so does this guy. Uh, uh, I le- now I love him even more, I feel like, after uh-huh. hearing that. <laughs> um, I, Molly, I know you came to 
puppetry, like, by responding to an ad we both saw. Yeah. So I would love to hear about that and also your guys' experience going through Henson. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. so I'm fairly new to the game, and I was at jury duty, (laughs) and I was looking on Facebook. They they have internet at jury duty, thank God. They do. (laughs) Yeah, and uh, I was looking at Facebook and saw someone posted a flyer for diversity program, and I was like, oh, I should submit, because they include women in their diversity program at Henson. Because puppetry is also male-dominated. Yes, exactly. Oh, there's a feminist angle. I was thinking we didn't have We'll talk more about (laughs) that. No, we got got it. We're going to talk about it. Hell yeah. So women are diverse in puppetry because there's very few. Yeah. 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 And also, you need to be tall, so all the women have to wear big shoes, Right. I did not qualify to respond to this ad. Period. <laughs> I couldn't. Oh, I I'm too small. It, it was like five seven or. or I'm way too small. Or something. Yeah. yeah. He's the smallest yeah. person I've ever met. You are very tiny. But that being said, I feel like everyone could just have worn big shoes. Like it didn't necessarily yeah. have to say five seven. Um, but anyway, so I I got an audition and then I went and um, and. Uh, they had us uh, like work with the puppets and showed us how to do a little bit of monitor work and then we went in and improvised with Kevin who at the time I thought he looked familiar to me but I didn't know why Kevin um, Elm with, who's with, Elm yeah with Kevin yes. Clash okay. Whoa. that's yeah. who uh, we uh, mm-hmm. we'd improvised with and Brian Henson was in the room mm-hmm. and is pa- he son? yes yeah. Yeah. He's the chairman of the Henson Company. Chairman of the Henson Company. Yes. And Patrick Bristow, who was running the auditions, who's like, because the diversity program was to train us to do this show called Puppet Up, which is an improvised, live improvised puppet show for adults. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, so we, I didn't realize who Kevin was until <laughs> like... Later, which was good because then I think yeah. I would have been more nervous. Yeah. But I was just like, he looks familiar. I think I know him from theater. And anyway, so I got, and then I got a letter that saying I was in. And I, you guys, I never get things. Like I audition, I'm a really bad auditioner. And I never actually get things I audition for. But you have for. a lot of improv experience. Yeah, yeah. I do. I yeah. do have that. Yeah. But still, like auditioning for like Herald teams, I hardly, I don't know. Anyway, so I was, like, so fucking excited, and it was so fun. Um, So we did – we had classes in um, just improvising with puppets, improv, and then um, just doing monitor work. And it's really hard to do monitor work Mm -hmm. because it's, like, a totally different beast, and uh, it was learning a completely new skill. And it takes a lot to make it look natural, to make a puppet look natural on camera, um, and I was like, oh, this is way harder than I thought it would be. I had to get, I had to get bought a camera so I could mm. practice at home. And everyone, there are puppeteers from all over the country who came to do this, oh, like cool. from Atlanta, from yeah. Toronto, from New York. And I'm so rad that you got in. Yeah, it was like a, amazing. It like yeah. made my year that year. Yeah. It was like saved my life in yeah. a lot of ways. Um, and it was just so we would just like laugh for like three hours. <laughs> it, it was just like the best time. They feed us before they fed us what? dinner. They yeah. treated us so well, you guys. Amazing. This is not like a this is like opposite of any like Hollywood experience. It was like they were like they were, and then and this is not an ad for Jim Henson at all. 
he they treated us so well. But if you wanted to sponsor this podcast, you could. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, he's well, Brian. Jim's dead. dead. Yeah, yeah, he's real dead, yeah. unfortunately. But we miss him. <laughs> we miss him. We miss him. Oh, do we? Well, and you also got to hang out on the studio lot. Yeah, a little fairyland. Yeah, it's so cute. Drive there. on the lot. The, the security guard recognizes you. He uh, waves you right in. And they yeah. fed us before, well, and uh, Brian's assistant's mom would cook for us. So oh, it was really? like a really family. Wow. Wow. How many of you were there? Oh boy! 30. So they were like they cut. There's thirty to start with. It was oh, about yeah 20, 25 ish. And that, so there were two different classes. They handed out roses at the end. Yeah, except bachelor. There was Plug. like three weeks <laughs> in. They cut five people. And then there were two different, there's like an advanced puppetry class that Jared was in. They split us up. In. We were all together at one point, right? Yeah. And then they split us up too. Yeah. But yeah, it was like, that was like nerve wracking. I remember being like, oh my God. Oh, well, they split us up. Yeah. And then you it? got to be with, it was like, I kind of was kicking myself for, I felt like doing too well because the the quote unquote beginner group got to be with Kevin. That's not, true. And that's, how, you know, Alan is awesome, but. Yeah, <laughs> Kevin's Kevin a celebrity. Was, Alan, yeah, yeah. and he, Kevin's he, a legend. We and the advanced class, like we just, I feel like it was less drill oriented. Like we were just having fun all the time, and with Alan, <laughs> we yeah, we had yeah. Alan's awesome. Alan was um, so on the show, the dinosaurs. Remember that? Yeah, show? he was the he was the mom, mm-hmm. and then Kevin was the baby, what? the baby dinosaur. Oh my god, that's just amazing. Like, amazing. If you ever watched that, I loved that show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we had just like a great time for a whole summer. And I was like, and we were all like, we don't want this to end. And no. Kevin threw us a party. Oh, and he, oh, he gave us that. all free puppets. Oh, and sure. he gave us, all, he gave us like really nice, expensive free, And he was like, and he also did a toast. Remember where that he was, was like, incredibly peppy. he was like, Jim Henson would be really proud of you. And everyone oh just, we melted, yeah. of course. And everyone just started crying, oh. like collectively sobbing. So you were working on the Henson lot with with Kermit out front, which used to be owned by Charlie Chaplin. Mm-hmm. That's where yes. you would yeah. be every day. Yeah, yeah. it's like a fairyland cool. yeah. in there. Yeah, so much yeah. history, so and jealous. we were doing all our training uh, in the the studio where supposedly Karen Carpenter is ghost. Like, <gasps> oh, did she? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. 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 Wow, that's creepy. And well, if that you, changes things. That if fun. you don't live in Los Angeles or you've never been there, I've gotten to go there for like random people have offices there. I did not get to go there for puppets, but I got to go there for something else. Yeah, they do and a lot of like, stuff there. That yeah, is it's like every every beloved Muppet is like in there behind glass, and some of them mm-hmm. not behind not glass. Not behind glass, yeah. And there's some like, like <gasps> left out in the sun that are just. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah, and literally, you can take photos with them, and you're just like, it, it is. And then it, Charlie Chaplin built it, and it's like the most magical place I've. It's one of the most magical yeah. places I've been in LA for sure. Yeah, it feels yeah. yeah, it feels historical. I can't imagine like, actually being there for puppets yeah. when you're when you see them all around you too. It's very cool. Totally. Yeah. I did not get into that program, so <laughs> I didn't have that experience. Whatever, it's cool. But you are involved. <laughs> you are putting on. Tell me what you're doing right now. <laughs> but I, oh. I feel like it's worth noting that a short time later, Pam was per- sharing the stage with yeah. legendary puppeteers yeah. from Fraggle Rock, That's from true. Emmett Otter. You were puppeteering an Emmett Otter puppet, right? No, that was, oh, was that a puppet, was a, a other people, but I did get to share the stage with them. Yeah. At the Henson Company, at, Henson at a Company. huge gala honoring Dave Goles, who did Gonzo, who we were just talking yeah. about. So no, I've, uh, yeah, you're, no, you're in. And I had also been on that lot a bunch because I produced a documentary 
yeah. about Jim Henson. Yeah. There's, oh, yes, there's so that. I can't really complain. Where totally can we see your documentary? And what's it called? Uh, it was a series called In Their Own Words. It was on PBS. And uh, I was an associate producer. Um, and I mostly, there were three episodes and one of them was on Jim Henson. And I, they brought me on because I was sort of a, a Muppet and puppet nerd and knew a lot about Jim Henson. Um, and we did a bunch of interviews on, on the Henson lot with the Henson family and puppeteers and stuff like that. So I got to meet all the same people and like spend time with them and spend time on the lot. But, uh, it's on, I think it's on the PBS website. That's amazing. In their own words. Yeah. Sorry. We will play. It was opening a bag of popcorn. (laughs) I apologize. That's amazing. Uh, The sound is amazing. Sorry to interrupt you, but when we eat and drink, it gets very exciting. When we listen back to it later, we're like, like, oh, you can hear that bag crackle. So we have to like acknowledge. Acknowledge Tonight we're drinking Arizona iced tea and sponsor us. (laughs) (laughs) Eating popcorn. It's one of those nights. Pirate's booty. It's one of those nights. Yeah, and there was a. We'll, we'll cut that. Sorry. <laughs> Note to self. We're oh, going to cut oh. that out. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're anyway, eating. we're not doing any of those things. But there, um. there was a benefit, too. There was like a big benefit on the lot that that Jared went to. Did you go to that, too, Molly? No. Oh. Were you talking about the... I can, yeah, I yeah. Can get the, to that, go. The Dave Goals thing? The, yeah, the Dave Goals benefit. Yeah. And all those same people were there. Oh, my gosh. And I was lucky enough what to perform night. in that, too. I got. I was lucky so to sit there. with your mom watching. Just yeah. I was watching the show, but then I also was watching your mom watching the show. I, just her, te- like, Aww. she was, she was yeah. so happy to just see your dreams coming true. It was yeah. just such an incredible experience. And just, like, even more real for me, just to tying that. Yeah, yeah, it, was yeah. Such, it was such a great event. And I remember just going, Dorothy, Pam's a Muppeteer. <laughs> oh, that's yeah, I'm sharing the so stage with all those people. Um, Pretty crazy. You guys were just saying like, oh, you're in, you're in the puppet world. You are a part of it. What does that even mean? Like, what is the goal when you become a puppeteer? Where do you go once you learn these skills? Is the ultimate goal Sesame Street? I mean, is that like SNL for a comedian? I mean, what? Tell it's, me what the deal is it's about puppets. It's different for everyone. Yeah. You, you, I certainly think that as, you know, if your goal is to be, like, just busy doing puppets and have a a consistency doing it, then obviously working, having a job at Sesame Street would be really great. Mm -hmm. Um, My, you know, I I used to think that maybe that's, it's not to say if anyone's listening out there, I I would totally (laughs) love to be a Muppet someday. But I, I think really what I am loving doing is using puppetry as just another like avenue for storytelling. Like I do a lot of shows with variety and comedy shows, and I think what Molly and I are trying to do with our show is actually just create um, a platform or a vehicle for these people who are doing amazing things with puppetry that isn't just what one would immediately assume when you think puppets, sock puppets, Mm -hmm. hand puppets, Muppets, that type of thing. There are so many awesome people that are doing really, really cool things and that are just breaking down the barriers of what puppetry can be. I mean, it, like, it, as soon as we have video footage and links and <laughs> oh, stuff. Yeah. But yeah, we have a, like, there are, you can make anything, as long as you animate something that's inanimate. Mm-hmm. That's puppetry. That's puppetry. And mm-hmm. so we, we're all about that and showing the world what. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same way. Like, I, my goal, I wouldn't say my goal is to be on Sesame Street, mm-hmm. but because I'm so new to it, I'm just using it as a way to, another form of comedy, mm-hmm. another f- form of performing, it's another the ultimate avenue. extension of character work. Yeah, exactly. 
What is it about puppetry that because you you're all per, were performers before you found puppets? Mm -hmm. Yeah. What is it like? What ha, as, as performers, what has puppetry given you or allowed for you that you didn't find in the other types of art that you did? I feel like t total freedom. Yeah, mm -hmm. I agree. Uh, like ex to express. I mean, you get bogged down, and maybe it's just because I'm, I'm still young. But when I was really, really interested in acting, it was in school, and so like doing you know theater stuff and you get bogged down by your age or your demographic or whatever and I just think that you can you can pick up a poet and it's completely transformative and it's really just about like the same way that uh, improv is just like listening and putting truth behind whatever your you know suggestion or prompt is it's you just look at the puppet and it it, it really dictates like the, the 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 way it looks really dictates the how how you're gonna hmm. handle it and, yeah, you don't have to worry about how your body looks. That's a huge oh, freedom for women. Amazing. Yeah. As you're, yeah, it's a creature on your hand or an animal. Um, I love doing voices, so you've you got can such do... a great voice. Thank mm -hmm. you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I I think it's just, and it's just so much fun. Um, for me, when I when I started doing it, I was like, I would think I was a little in a rut with improv. And sketch and then learning it just having a new skill like reignited my brain I think like creativity brain I was like oh this is fun again improv is fun again that's cool yeah for sure for me it's like the ultimate expression of whimsy and like silliness ah. it's, just, it's like there's a natural comedy in puppetry uh-huh um, and also you can you can create another character without having to cast anybody Mm. I can be in a scene. Can, is it a little control? Probably yeah. manipulation. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Like I can be in a scene and and have control over the other character in the scene. And Pam is the best that I, of anyone I've ever seen of like playing two different characters on stage with a puppet. Because most of you know, there's like a taboo where right. either the puppet's not seen or the puppets if the puppeteer or if puppeteer is not seen, but if mm. the puppeteer is seen, that the two, the never the twain shall meet. Mm -hmm. Like they don't uh, interact at all. Pam does it, and she's just, it's like, uh. Pam, she's, Pam severs her limb, and she just becomes, it's That's gotta just, be the dance, right? It, Probably. A lot of the dance. What kind of dance did you do? Oh, I did yeah. ballet. I was gonna ask if it was ballet. Yeah, ballet, mm -hmm. very disciplined. Very disciplined, yeah. very precise. But very, I find mm -hmm. playing music, too, like having your hands in two different, like I did piano as a kid, yep. and, you know, having to do, do mm -hmm. two different things with your hands mm -hmm. that helps a lot. But it also, like with that particular act or character I do, it's like a lot of practice and yeah, separating myself from the character. But yeah, it's nice to not have to, <laughs> it's like a solo thing. You yeah. Know? Like I can yeah, do this yeah. by myself. Yeah. But yeah, really it's like comedy. To me mm -hmm. it's just all about the comedy. I've been yeah. frequenting mostly adult puppet shows. <laughs> and what I notice <laughs> what I notice in those shows is that I feel like a puppet allows you to go to psychological places very easily and very quickly. And puppet is like such a deep alter ego for people that they're often either like very dirty or very dark or very sad or just so different than the person who might be performing the puppet. Um, I just wanted to know if you guys wanted to speak to that of like if it if it gives you some kind of therapy or outlet or 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 whatnot to express an alter ego you feel like you wouldn't have found without the puppet. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. 
well. I, I, you're, you, this is yeah, you your guys' say. shows, by the way. Oh. Well, no, I know yeah. who you're. I, I feel one of the adult puppet shows. I feel like there. our show, yeah, sometimes oh. is a roller coaster of emotion. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You find a lot of or, drama in puppetry, like a lot yeah. of dark stuff. Yeah, I, I, I just from I don't know. I think I just enjoy like figuring out doing bits with that you couldn't do with um just as yourself. I just like figuring out um, new ways to perform and explore with puppets. That sounds... Anyway. (laughs) I don't really have an alter ego right now, I don't think, with my puppet. Yeah. What about Jared? You have Marty. Jared, you have Marty. Marty, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Who's Marty? Marty. Marty. Wait, Marty's here. Hey, Marty. Oh, that's right. I, I wasn't sure if you were going to let me chime in ever. Marty, you're always welcome. Welcome to the clan, Marty. Oh, thanks. That's real. Uh, we're going to reel it back then? Are we going to go back a bit? Go, go back? So from, the from the tippy top? Yeah. Marty, do, nah. you know, do you know what a puppet is? It's good to be that's late That's probably to the party. not something that you a puppet? are familiar with. It's a, it's a derogatory term used in politics often. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah right. exactly. True. exactly. You're the puppet. I resent that. <laughs> um, tell us about yourself, Marty. Well, if you don't, is this, is this all right with you? Yeah, please, just go go ahead. All right, well, <clears throat> yeah, I was born uh, well, a matter of months ago. I think I was one of the last. Months? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Very young. You're very well spoken for how young you are. Hey, that's nice. I've been on the road. I live in a duffel bag. Oh. You see things. But uh, no, uh, so yeah, I was born. I don't think that that Jared had any special uh, plans for me. I just think I was I was the first animal he built. The rest were just sort of friendly monster, Sesame Street reject types. Mm. What kind of animal are you? I was built in the likeness of a mongoose. That's what he likes to say. Anyhow, oh. I just look like a Kermit knockoff. Oh, <laughs> very handsome though. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Incredibly. Oh, I was. Do you uh? There are so many people in this room. I don't do well with Jared watching. Wait, Marty, you have an impression. What's the impression that you do? Isn't there an impression you do with Jared on stage? I do an impression. Oh, no. Are you talking about the Stephen Hawking impression? <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Uh-uh. <laughs> oh. Marty does Stephen Hawking. It's in really so. good taste. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know that's... It's okay. We talk about all kinds of things on this podcast. So good taste, bad taste, all tastes are welcome. Yeah. <laughs> so Marty, you only do what makes you feel comfortable. Well, so okay, if I may, Marty, it just it's a it's an act we do where Marty convinces like he wants to try something what he thinks is higher brow uh-huh. than just a guy talking to his puppet mm-hmm. uh, on stage at a comedy show. And so <laughs> when I ask him what that is, he's well, oh, do you guys like impressions? That's my impression of Marty. Yeah, yeah. Sounds it's well, pretty I like good. Him, right? Thanks. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, thanks. Thank yeah. Marty, uh, what do you think of that impression? Yeah. It's no Stephen Hawking. <laughs> well, yeah. So then he'll he'll say that he wants to do that, and what part of how he gets into character to do is that I remove the puppet, and then I put him on a plunger, which is just adds to the uh-huh. the, yeah. the good <laughs> the good taste. Uh-huh. Uh, and he so I will do the voice, but everyone is staring at the puppet on right, the plunger, right. and he's just got this. Oh, no. Yeah. So Marty doesn't have a good sense of, like, what's socially acceptable. Yes. No. I mean, he's a dead yeah. ringer. Like, right. it's 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 pretty something to be Yeah, old. he could give Eddie Redmayne a run for his money. I Yeah. 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 Well, Watch out, Eddie. Marty's 100%. coming for you. I know. <laughs> that was just bad timing. We've 
we didn't right. we didn't jump on it sooner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There'll be another one in like twenty years. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. 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 There were enough <laughs> Steve Jobs movies. I feel like right? we could just do it. Yeah, yeah like for sure. Keep it rolling. Yeah. <laughs> so is Marty like an extension of uh, who? Who is he? Who in, inside of? What so part of you? you? What's in? So I don't think I think a shared trait of a lot of puppeteers is the fact that they're shy and they kind of use this as a way to express themselves. And it's like this ancient thing, going back to like ventriloquist acts, where there's like the, the ventriloquist is just trying to hold it together, and then the 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 puppet is saying all kinds of dirty, racy stuff. It's a real rascal doing crowd work. That's like <laughs> you know he's insulting people a lot uh-huh. of the time, and there's this kind of freedom of just being like oh, oh I'm so sorry the puppet said <laughs> I didn't and people and you actually, always buy it yeah and it's yeah. like mm-hmm. oh, yeah. like that, that like, little oh, guy okay. I don't so know so good yeah. on you for putting up with that guy yeah. <laughs> you know yeah exactly yeah. exactly and so people it, that just is still like a true like part of our culture that everyone just abides by we're like okay well yeah I get you know the puppet I can't get that mad because it's a puppet I'm not going right. to let the puppet get me <laughs> yeah. all you know angry about that and I, I don't think that that's I've always been very outgoing, and so I, that's not something that I share with the majority of puppeteers. But Marty, doing shows with Marty, has forced me into this uh, character type where I end up playing the straight man uh-huh. who's like choking on nerves. Like I just seem so green and not ready to do the show, and that's mm-hmm. like a character that has bled into my show with Molly. It's almost to our like. Her detriment, yeah. where I co-host with her, and I'm just like, I make things really awkward when we're like introducing people, and that's just like, that just makes Marty shine, and the uh, audience totally sides with him, and they yeah. just see that he's got this sort of Midas touch about how comedy should be done or approached, and mm-hmm. I'm I just look like everyone's like I'm sweating, and everyone's like, oh poor guy, poor guy, yeah. what the puppet Mar- Marty was Marty's made for show business, yeah, <laughs> got it together. It's much easier hosting with Marty. Yeah. Oh well. Than with Jared. Yeah. Yeah. I prefer I've Marty been saying shows this up. All along. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wanted to circle back to the feminist angle for one second oh, yeah. and have Molly podcast. and Molly and Pam speak to because I know very little about this of, of why why the puppetry business is so male dominated and what is going on these days for to get women involved or. Um, are women more present and all that good stuff? Yeah, we were talking about this um, at Toy right before. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of gay men in the puppetry world. Mm-hmm. They're why why Starting am I saying with. that? Start yeah. with <laughs> right. Let's, um, so right. Name, name. let's start at the this is a beginning. segment we like to call the Rainbow Connection. <laughs> the rainbow. <laughs> I think there's more men in doing um, camera work, doing on-camera stuff because of the height thing. Hmm. Uh, um, and that that started with like so most this is of the. So sound dumb. Why do you have to be tall? To because um, you have to have your Everyone's arm. Everyone's got to frame up evenly. Yeah. Like, yeah. The, the oh, cameras okay. at a fixed the length height. of your arm. Got it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, like. But you could just stand on a box, right? They're right. also tripods. I think it's right. yeah, exactly. And also, yeah, I think it just start Henson. Was it was a lot of it was all dudes. Yeah, it was like the '60s, so it was Mad Men era. Yeah, when it's almost kind of yeah, it's like Shakespearean where they're old just, school. This is old. The men like, play all the lady parts. Yeah, right, like Miss, Miss Piggy. Piggy. Yes. Yeah, right, yeah. right, right, right. Oh, I lost my train of thought. Most of the jobs 
was that what? You're, oh you're yeah, saying? the good jobs are like the veteran puppeteers get the really good jobs, and they're always and they're men. men. Yeah, I mean, there's like a handful. I can think of like three Henson women that get jobs, right? Mm-hmm. But they, um, and the, but the, now they, it's sort of become like there's not more of them because they're so good and they're holding down yeah. the the positions of all the the, right. the gal parts and there are very few of those jobs yeah because you know? in a good way you don't in in on the reverse side of things in a good way you don't age out of this job like you kind of get that job and you get to keep it as long as you want it yeah because yeah. yeah. you're not yeah. Really a voice actor yeah yeah or yeah you do a lot of voiceover. Yeah. yeah. Um, the guy who's big bird is like 80 something. Yeah, now. Carol Spinney. Yeah. Still doing it? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, he has like a backup guy, Matt Vogel, yeah. who does it as well. And he, he does it for all the stationary stuff. To, yeah. Like lined up if, to take over. If big bird's just, uh, you know, if he's sitting down or if he, but he's yeah. roller skating, it's like the new guy. Right. But yeah, yeah, Carol Spinney used to do all that. And <gasps> while looking at a monitor of yourself, of what the camera's Inside seeing, Inside the costume. You're using that to roller skate around and not bump what? into stuff. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, Unbelievable. Crazy. Unbelievable. Yeah. He has a great documentary called Big, I Am Big Bird. I Am Big Bird. Bird. Mm. It just will make so you good. cry your ass yes. off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So sweet. Yeah. And he, he and his wife are really sweet people. Oh, my gosh. I, yeah. Sweetest couple. I got to meet them a oh, couple cool. times. Yeah, they seem really. Yeah. They seem really oh, sweet. Oh, I <laughs> dropped that name. Ah! <laughs> Making a mess in this room. <laughs> I can keep so going. Basically, we're still in the first generation of puppeteers who are still working these jobs, which is kind of cool yeah. and crazy. But they that is crazy. They need to nurture the next group, which is yeah. it sounds like they are it's doing happening. that. Yeah. It is happening. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but yeah. it is still. It does still feel very male. Oh, mm-hmm. In other words, ladies who are doing puppets got to find each other and start. Some lady puppet. Yeah, you movements. two. We start a puppet company. <laughs> Just you two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's, there's. I mean, the, the younger, like, there's a few of us younger lady puppeteers, but we're all doing really different things. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. But there yeah. is. I didn't know this until um, you. I knew you guys were going to come on the cast, but there is a guild. So there are mm-hmm. some mm-hmm. some organizations going on to organize people. Do you guys want to speak a little to that? Because yeah. it's some another thing I know nothing about. Sure. Um, Jared and I are both on the uh, board of directors for the Los Angeles Guild of Puppetry, which is a real thing. Mm. That's awesome. I'm a member. Yes. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, and it's uh, it's like a puppet club. Like once a month we get together and, and we talk about doing workshops and we try to increase membership and, uh, you know, just visibility. And we put on puppet slams. There's a puppet slam committee. What's so a puppet slam? It's like... Um, it's like a variety show, but it's all puppet acts. Mm-hmm. There's one coming up. There's one on March, March 5th at the Steve Allen Theater. Yes. Yeah. Cool. And it, they're super fun. Like, you get really to see fun. all styles of puppetry. Wow. Um, yeah. It's all like puppet I'll sketch. Like, no, right. no puppet improv. Five but it minutes is people, and under. Yeah, people yeah. who are workshopping new material. And it's all kinds of stuff. I'm sorry, did you say no puppet improv? Only sketch? There's, like, strict rules around uh, the slam? Well, I'm just curious. It's just not, it, so there it's, isn't uh, any puppet improv. No, yeah. We, we don't really, like, care for it. <laughs> <laughs> not into it. Is that just me? Maybe that's why I, I didn't get just, into the Henson program. They're trying to make a separation of, like, what the Henson Company's doing with Puppet Up. It's mm-hmm. not like... Yeah. I mean, it's workshop acts. It's, like, new material, but it's... There, there's their... What exactly is Puppet Up? You mentioned it briefly, but not in a, detail. It's a show that, um, it's like Brian Henson's kind of baby that he, it's a with live... With Patrick. With Patrick. It's a live show that Patrick hosts, and 
using puppeteers and they go and improvise scenes. It's all improvised. And they also do sketch, old Henson sketches. They mix in. Mm, yeah. And it's always like, it's at the Kirk Douglas every so often and they always like sell it out. Oh, wow. And then they just tried to do it in Vegas. And I was like, oh, we're going to Vegas. Like, Mm -hmm. I was like, Mm -hmm. but um, it closed after like a few months, unfortunately, just because I think they were at the wrong hotel. Um, No fault of their own. It's an incredible show. And obviously, like, the party crowd, like, they love dirty puppets doing all the suggestions they were getting were really raunchy. It's just they weren't marketed well. Yeah. It, all the posters, like, looked like some kind of animated movie. Like, it didn't oh. say... If it had what just it said on the, on the posters what the show was, and it, they have such a great way of pitching it, it's watch two shows in one. You watch the puppet show on the stage and then what the puppeteers are creating in a monitor. So it's like you're watching, a like, a Muppet Oh, act. that would be awesome. So you just see the... There's a projector... Uh, that's showing what the, the the puppeteers are watching on the monitor. So it's just the puppets framed up on screen. Well, they just need all the puppeteers to be, like, naked, right? <laughs> yeah. Vegas, yeah. And then Full run. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, Or, or just wearing or, feathers. Or a bunch yeah, of blue, blue men doing right. puppetry. You oh, man, correct. that would be... Yeah. <laughs> so does Jim Henson have a cavalcade of sketches that are not related to Sesame Street? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so he started doing... He started doing... Muppets as uh, ads so he has like a ton of adult material maybe you can talk more about yeah well yeah no that's right Uh, he started doing puppetry in the 50s and the Muppets were founded in I think 1958 he and his wife and yeah he wasn't yeah yeah if you go on YouTube it's just like an endless like there's so many ads you can watch and he had a show called Sam and Friends that he made in Washington DC that came on right before the news and that was kind of the start of all of it for him before. Very and that, trippy. And that's just him and his wife just like lip syncing to Louie and Ella records with yeah. puppets. <laughs> yeah. Really cool. Uh, and that's where Kermit was born. On and that, that was show. the first time really puppetry came to America in a no, mainstream puppet, way? No. no. Well, no. in a mainstream way, yeah. yeah. But uh, that, that was the first time it was really like... Uh, that wasn't the first time it was on television. What was so groundbreaking and that made it mainstream... For when Henson got involved was that every puppet show that was being broadcast on television was someone sitting in front of a puppet proscenium interacting with puppets yeah. that were in a puppet stage. Wow. And so Jim Henson said, the, a, a, a TV set already has four corners. Yeah. Let's use that as the puppet stage. And, and so that, puppets yeah. were right up to you. Right. That's, that's what changed the game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Game changer. Yeah. Game changer. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Very cool. Um, for... Aspiring puppeteers, how would one seek out membership in the puppet guild or move towards working with puppets in in whatever way they are interested? Oh yeah, can anyone be in the guild? Yeah, anyone, anyone can, can be, be in the, in the guild. guild. Um, and yeah, you you get a publication called Puppet Life. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Which I sometimes write for. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's Puppeteers of America, which is also like you get the Puppetry Journal, which is the national puppet publication and then and um, also you you when you do in doing so you be, get, get your name goes into a roster you have an access to that roster and it's a lot of like really awesome down-to-earth people who are doing big puppet projects who just want to stay involved with the community mm-hmm. and are still members of the guild like you there are a lot there's like con- you can write to you know someone that you really admire in that world and it, it's very everyone it's not like so cutthroat as I feel like the acting and music industry has become like that, yeah. it's still this very, <laughs> pun intended, helping hands world where mm-hmm. like 
I agree yeah. with that because doing when we were doing the Henson Henson program, everyone was like, who were veteran puppeteers who've been doing it for like twenty years. Everyone was like, how can I help you? And they came to my house and would like tutor me wow. for free. Wow. Mm-hmm. And like the actors don't do that. No. Like every <laughs> like they're like they're they're yeah they're like how can we nurture you and yeah. make you. Like, they really wanted to share their skill and where I feel like comedians, actors are clo- more closed off. Like, I'm not going to share my secret. Right. right. Some Whatever. puppeteers are like that. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. Well, you kind of know right away you're there. Yeah. But, um, but, yeah, if you're, like, looking to get into puppetry, I would say, yeah, like, find your local puppet place, puppet guild, puppet slam, puppet theater. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, and yeah, just like there's an unbelievable wealth of information, especially if you're trying to get into building. You can there's mm-hmm. so many tutorial vids on YouTube, and um, there's a lot of great sites that you can buy like patterns mm-hmm. for building that just kind of give you. And you can still customize your own puppets, but they just there's it's very you can do it. You just yeah. have to like DIY it. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. Most of puppetry is DIY. Like you teach yourself to do it, and you unless you're lucky enough to like do the Henson thing, it's very self-taught. And it's cool mm-hmm. in that way, and that you like find what your own thing is in puppetry, like what style you like the most, or you know what your voice is, what your character is. Is there like a hierarchy within the puppet community of like? Like hand hand puppetry is cooler than marionettes is cooler or is it like just like you guys are like we don't care for improv puppets <laughs> that, was that was me yeah, I don't want yeah. that these guys are yeah. like what are the puppet gangs break it yeah. down break for us. us break it down the drama with the yeah. drama yeah. 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 yeah yeah no I'm I'm Bud the slinging. one that, that slandered the improv puppetry <laughs> I'll let that I'll let I, that come down on me um, <laughs> uh, the hierarchy I mean in terms of puppet styles. Like, well, you all just such beautiful souls that you just love. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, elements of this world I, are, remind me of the film Death to Smoochie because there is this kind of like puppety underground of animosity. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah, oh, there absolutely I is. I do think yeah. sometimes like ventriloquists are a little hacky, like they're the mimes of puppets, <laughs> you know, yeah. like sometimes like Jeff Dunham, right, like, is sure. pretty bad, yeah. So sometimes when I... S- I mean, what- it's like he's he's an unbelievable... Like the craft, he's doing... He's hiding his voice for sure. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. But he just chooses to go sucks. into like this LCD area of just like joking about terrorists. Yeah, yeah. Racist stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But ventriloquists do really well on America's Got Talent. So I feel like yeah, <laughs> that's true. in the puppet world, that's... The, like what people know are the hacky yeah. ventriloquists from America's Got Talent. Yeah. My apologies to anyone who's <laughs> so sorry. Yeah. I think it's a direct correlation and to magic because it's just hard. Yeah. It's, it's harder to like the right. whole throwing your voice thing is just way harder to grasp. And so that just seems like the, the furthest you could take the technique yeah. to a lot of people. Do you guys look down on upon any sort of form? I'm just, we're trying to get you to talk trash. Yeah. Yeah. Like, talk I mean, this is all we ever do. <laughs> <laughs> but only alone. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hash out that stuff. I don't. I, I feel like the only thing that I just feel like ventriloquists to me are annoying. But that's yeah. it. I only know one of ventriloquists that I and like. And he's the oh, finest. He's, yeah. The well, he's Carl a. Yeah. yeah. Shout out. Shout Amazing, out to Carl. Incredible. Up, Carl? Who's taking that. Like trope of what ventriloquism used to do, and and 
breaking down barriers because he goes extremely blue. And when you think of vent acts, you think of vaudeville. And so mm-hmm. in a way, there's sort of this high brow. Oh, he's, he's going to stay very clean. And he goes yeah. so yeah. far the other way yeah. that it's, it's like this crazy marriage on stage of just hmm. those two worlds that usually wouldn't exist, coexist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. great. Carl, we like you. How about yeah. dating? Like, stay away from ventriloquists because they never shut up. <laughs> Go marionette because they know how to move their bodies. Oh, yeah. Like, well, there's a Martin Mull song about ventriloquist love. <laughs> love you Martin know that Mull. song? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Show me that album, though. I, didn't, I had no idea he was a yeah, musician for a while. love. Um, Who's that? I don't know. Colonel Martin Mustard Mull. from uh, the Clue movie. Oh. Oh, he I does. Love the Clue oh, movie. Yeah. yeah. I didn't make that connection. How does the song yeah. go? <laughs> Uh, oh, I don't, I can't remember. I can't sing dun, it. Dun, 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 dun. Boom. Ventriloquist <laughs> love. Yeah. Yeah. That's not how it how they're, is it about how they're good lovers or bad lovers? Uh, I can't remember. It's about his heartbreak, and I think he can't figure out if he's, if she's talking to <laughs> him or her oh. oh. It writes itself. I think, oh, yeah, funny. yeah. But, I mean, in terms of dating... Uh, don't date a puppeteer. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> They're good with their hands. Oh, yeah. Well, you like to manipulate people. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's, says the ba- ballerina. They're controlling. They're overbearing. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know, I've never dated a puppeteer, actually. I, I just know not. I'm a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> I just know myself, and uh, (laughs) that's enough to make me say, stay away. I think that's just an umbrella of all performers and artists, right? Artists in general, yeah. Have either of you dated puppeteers? No, I don't think so. You (laughs) have. Oh, Jared. Jared. Jared has. You don't don't have to talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's such a small world. I was figuring, like, how do hookups not happen? Where you're like, I like your puppet. Yeah. And then Jared knows. Jared knows all (laughs) about that. (laughs) Well, this trio, we have a very sacred thing. We're not trying to screw up here. (laughs) Yeah, this is a very special little triangle. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of puppeteers are very introverted, so it's, like, hard to... Talk to them. Really talk to them. <laughs> well, I so wouldn't say that. It's so different from the types of performers I'm used to hanging around with that are just bombastic. Loud. And yeah. Me, yeah. Me, me, me the We're the only people totally. who uh, like keeping our socks on. <laughs> but in puppetry, the three of us are are involved in the comedy community, and that that makes us kind of different. Yeah. And, and I think the three of us are also more outgoing than more. Yes. Most puppeteers. So that hmm. that changes it. We do what we try. We do what we can. Yeah. You we, know, we, to live a normal life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. We, despite this affliction. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm not sure I was crazy. Or, well, to go back to to uh, do trash we look talk? down on? Yeah, well, not yeah. trash oh, talk. Yeah, but yeah. Do, oh, trash talking. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say like looking down on any one kind of style. But I, heard, I think I heard some trash talking about marionettes. Oh. Making them ice skate. Like, that's the easiest oh, thing to do with yeah. marionettes. Because they float. Oh. Jared has oh. more experience with marionettes. Too. Yeah, that's a good segue. I did want to speak to Jared about Bob Baker, not to be confused yeah. with Bob Barker. Certainly not. Um, Which is who the, I the, thought the, you were talking the price about. The, is wrong. Yeah. the price is wrong. Not, not the host of The Price is Right slash advocate for animal um, animal rights rights <laughs> uh, oh. but Bob Baker because I have, haven't been yet I'm dying to go oh you have to yeah, I have, to, have go. to go I'm dying especially after seeing that puppet lap dance 
Yes. Um, but yeah. you, you. Lindsay's only interested in the sexy. <laughs> I'm only interested <laughs> in adult puppeteers. Yeah. Uh, and puppet shows. Uh, but yeah, you, you travel within various puppet groups. You're in all the puppet gangs. I, you're in several. You are a puppet slut. You're a puppet whore. Yeah. Uh, so tell us about slut. how you were able to go back and forth and what it's like working at Bob Baker and. I know nothing about the theater aside from the fact that I'm attracted to cat puppets. Yeah, yeah, big cats. <laughs> this is a very specific fetish. I mean, <laughs> well, no judgment. Eartha Kitty. I mean, so she's a cat puppet who's being you know, singing Santa Baby by Eartha Kitty. That's like a lethal oh, combo yeah. for yeah. sexiness. That's I'm not sexy. interested in animals. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that was, whoa. Yeah. Hey. Or puppets. So, yeah, uh, I don't, I mean, I think... <laughs> I think when I was, because I, I came into this being like diehard Muppet man, you know, uh -huh. like a total, when I saw the, the Jason Siegel Muppet movie, it was like, uh, that yeah. was just like a love letter, I feel mm, like. I cried and, my eyes exactly, out at that film. I related so much <laughs> yeah. to He's him and Walter, and totally. just because I felt that way as a kid, like they, like I said, like they were never puppets to me, we were just people I admired so much that I just wanted to, I wanted to be in that world, and it was not like thinking about any of the technical stuff. Yeah. And so I think, like, in this pursuit, I always heard, oh, you're a puppeteer? Like, being John Malkovich? And I was always like, no. Kind of. <laughs> More like the Muppets. Yeah. And now, you know, it's kind of, I now that I'm doing marionettes so frequently at the theater, we just finished our holiday season. That's, like, shows, sometimes more more than one show every single day. Whoa. Um, mm. I feel like, I feel like I, I I relate more to this it, 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 now. Getting into the more technical side, like I, I don't know if I made me like kind of snooty or something, but yeah. I mm -hmm. I really like that. It just feels like less attainable. So like as a, when I say when I introduce myself as a puppeteer or a professional puppeteer, the experience in the marionette world feels harder to come by than anyone who could just pick up like a store bought hand right. puppet and mm -hmm. you know go like, imbue a little character mm -hmm. on it. What's it, tell about the history of Bob Baker? Yeah, I don't know. Anything. So Bob Baker, legendary, and so Bob Baker and Jim Henson are both up. Like, are I, they rivals? Would you say they're rivals? Uh, maybe not rivals. Damn I it. I so think they knew that. Each other. I mean, yeah, they they mm -hmm. were they kind of were just lovers. Were they lovers? No, they should have been. Jim Can you was imagine? Like, <laughs> man. He liked, yeah. he liked he liked women. Ladies. <laughs> uh, so Bob Baker, yeah, he just kind of was the other leading force in that role, uh, in the stringed side mm. of things. You know, mm -hmm. it was like, it's like Henson is uh, stitching hand. and, and yeah. fur and and Bob Baker was strings and, you know, wood. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Has it been around since when? Right? So yeah. he's been doing shows since, I mean, since he was eight years old, he had his own, cut. like he was doing uh, birthday parties for other kids when, wow. when he started off. And uh, then he was doing, he was creating the display windows for department stores in downtown. Mm -hmm. And he was doing all kinds of road shows from the 50s. And in 1960, boy, I hope I have this right. 1963? Three? Four? Three, three. Uh, Early yeah. 60s, three, he opened the three. I want to say three as well. Yeah. We did say three. Fact check? Do we have a sure. fact checker? I can oh, no, we don't have any staff. So... <laughs> So they that's been their home. It's the longest running uh, puppet theater in Los Angeles. Wow. Since mm -hmm. since 1963. And uh, <laughs> they... Yeah, we think. It, it's oh, just an incredible... It, 
it's the puppet theater under the bridge, literally. And it may be kind of like a rundown bridge on the edge of downtown. <laughs> but something about the fact that this is this mythical place that is under a bridge is so storybook in it of yeah. itself. Because you, when and you step through those doors, it's like a time warp. You are in the 60s. It's Bob's time capsule. So uh, there have been weekly-ish shows going on since the 60s yeah, every, at that theater? every weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, morning and then afternoon shows. It says 1963. 1963. Whoa. I knew it. Got it. And, and there's a show now called Fiesta. Yes, mm-hmm. we're currently doing Fiesta. It's uh, exactly what it sounds like. It's a party. <laughs> yeah, it's a south of the border romp for the whole family. Grab a margarita. There's cacti. Mm-hmm. Dancing cacti. It's super yeah. fun. Dancing cacti to Herb Alpert. Like, what's oh, not to yeah. love about I that? I thought that was Herb Alpert. Yeah. I also feel like it's so, like, one of those things that you can only see in LA like to me it's like very quintessential LA oh like, yeah I feel like it makes me very happy going there like mm-hmm. it's like so many people who come in are saying I haven't been here since I was eight years old mm-hmm. and, you know and then they're bringing their kids yeah. or their grandkids yeah. yeah and it becomes a tradition and we're upholding that tradition God, that's beautiful Bob yeah. Bob hasn't been with us for the last two years and we're co- we're closing in our third annual Bob Baker day which is a celebration he, he passed? yes yeah. two years ago. Uh, in his 90s, and he was oh. doing it right up until the end. So um, he was still training people, even? On the yeah, minutes? and wow. a lot of his protégés work there. Like, I, people who trained me were trained by Bob Baker, and that's the closest I'll get. Is know? that hard, like, uh, as you age with marionette work, does that affect your ability to... I imagine that he was so strong. Like, yeah. he's, like his upper body strength is unbelievable, because all these puppets, they are solid wood. Like, it's right. not like any... You know, there weren't any. Are you? Ho- are you, you're holding them? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's you're doing yeah. like. But you're holding them down. I mean, it, that that depends on your height and the height right. of the puppet. Yeah, right. you get. I did it. I did a show last summer there, and I got like really buff. Kind of. I didn't. I didn't get big, but I definitely like had nice toned, up. toned arms yeah. and, and yeah. I was nice. sore for a long yeah. time. And but of of the forms of puppetry, I find marionettes to be the hardest. Like physically, really? or well, technically too. Just technically, yeah. yeah it's like mm-hmm. hard to make them lifelike. More Especially so if you're conditioned by the TV style puppetry of constant correction of watching yourself on a monitor, mm-hmm. it, you have to kind of do, like separate from that and kind of trust ah. the fe- how it feels and the tension of the strings rather than look. Oh, well, he's just he's not standing up straight. And I can see how that would be challenging it. for con- someone who gravitates toward control. <laughs> Am I also psychoanalyzing? <laughs> <all of this>? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But they also like it's a puppet that like swings, yeah. and you have to like sort of figure out how to predict the. You know, every puppet is really different, and like yeah. how much it's gonna do that, and. Yeah, it's, it takes a lot of finesse and a ton of practice, like years and years to get really good at it. Wow. Yeah. And so there's less room. We're not like necessarily improvising in that because we're doing, it's a routine. And so yeah. it's very technical. It's very like a lot of anticipation. Like we're always thinking about the, what the puppet's going to do next. And you kind of like, if there's like a little delay in reaction time almost, like yeah. following, like going mm-hmm. down the strings. Do you speak with marionettes or no? I mean, I do. Like I'll just come out with the, I'll usually like give the kids an opportunity for a photo op after with one of their like I'll ask what their favorite puppet is and so sometimes like I'll just do cheesy jokes like when you're about to take a photo like say string cheese or something like that. Oh, as the but the marionettes yeah, talk. You can there's there's a string that you can just move their mouth. Yeah. Then in the show they're like lip syncing to music because it's yeah. all okay. like musical routines. And Bob Baker it. had the most unbelievable taste in music like he or at least in terms of. A, Thinking, hearing a song and being like, "Oh, we can t- create a whole number out of this, wow. and like a story with puppets." And there, there are 
puppets there. There's a collection of 3,000 puppets in their warehouse. Oh my God. And each so puppet many. has its own number. It's like there's like wow. a specific thing that that one does. Wow. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking cool. of the sound of music right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. yeah that was my, was my favorite song growing up. I would watch that scene over and over mm -hmm. and over and over. I just saw a puppet movie that I'd never heard of. Uh, it's an MGM classic, 1953, called Lily, L-I-L-I, with uh -huh. Leslie K Caron. 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 She, I just became obsessed with this movie and... It's it's unbelievable. We we screened it at Bob Baker and we did a little performance before and I caught I caught it and oh my gosh it's yeah. such an incredible story and just mm. yeah the way and it's like it's about a puppeteer so uh -huh. it's, and there are themes in it that are just still ring so true mm -hmm. and yeah just I wanted to drop that name. Well, top yeah. ten puppet movies. I was just oh, gonna boy. say, is there a fair amount of puppet cinema? Sure, sure, sure. Uh -huh. sure. I mean, like pu puppet movies that use puppetry, but then also like Lily, where like being a puppeteer is an element of the story, uh -huh. like being John Malkovich, Lily, yeah, uh, <laughs> Mel Gibson, uh -huh. the the Jodie Foster directed film, The Beaver. The oh, Beaver. Yeah. I, never saw I didn't that. see it. It's yeah. actually, the puppeteering is actually not bad. What? But puppetry also, like in in horror and fantasy, there are puppets mm. being used. You know, like any mm -hmm. any weird creature you see, if it's not right. CGI, like Star Wars, the original Star Wars mm -hmm. films, Jabba the Hutt was a puppet. Yeah. Yoda you was know, a puppet. Yoda was a puppet. Thinking but. about gremlins, so many. Yeah, puppets. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah like <laughs> puppets really are like everywhere. Yeah. You know, you just don't think about you it. You don't that think way. about yeah. it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or like Tars, it. you know, the robot Tars in Interstellar. Yes. That was a puppet oh, operated by Bill Irwin, who's a famous clown. Wow. Mr. Noodle. Mr. Noodle, I, I yeah. I love Mr. Noodle. I know? saw Bill Irwin on Broadway in Who Killed Virginia Woolf. Is that what it's called? Who Killed Virginia Woolf. Who Killed Virginia Woolf. <laughs> Who killed Roger That's Rabbit. the sequel. Oh my God. <laughs> and it was her husband. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> I just couldn't, anyway, anyway, Bill Irwin is awesome. Yeah, yeah. What I'm and, yeah, so like. <laughs> Is there a big clowning puppeteer crossover? Yes. That would, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Jared's very much in that community. I, I dabble. Jared's in a lot of communities. Yeah, well, Jared's very social. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but there's a, it's a, they're both like physical art forms, so you, mm -hmm. there is some crossover. And they're both sort of silly. Like yeah. People, Lots of whimsy. Silly. We've yeah, been right, having exactly. a lot of clowns on our show. Yes. We have a we had a giant sock puppet. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. he was a, he's a clown. I've seen that act. It is impressive. Like, <laughs> how, giant, like how giant a sock are we talking? Like we're a, talk a man a man size, and then he take, then yeah. he takes it off and he's naked. Oh, good. With, a, with, and with a, a sock on his dick. On his oh, stick, yeah. yeah. It would have uh, yeah. to be that way, wouldn't it? This is why Lindsay goes to these yeah. shows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> his set work is a regular. Yeah, yeah. yes, he yeah. is. Yes. So anyway, I highly recommend <laughs> You should be going to Molly and Jared's show, everybody. Come. <laughs> we, have, we have sock puppet dicks. Near nudity. And near nudity. <laughs> what could be better? <laughs> and puppets. Yeah, I did I did the first level of the Idiot's Workshop. You didn't do it, ever did it. I feel but like I, just I faked my way into the Idiot Wait, what's community. The idiot? Yeah. What is the Idiot? That's like, I feel like the new, the clowning community. Okay. Uh, that's it's an extension of clown and improv, but with like a just totally no rules approach to it. it All I know of clown John is like Lecoq. That's uh -huh. clowning, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 Nice. <laughs> like, I yeah. Nailed I got that it. right. Hell yeah. I knew that. Yeah, I feel like this is like the new, this is emerging uh, the new clown. The new. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's just like a totally bonkers e exploration of like some of the ideas set up by improv but just like not getting bogged down by like oh never say no or never yeah. ask a question they just explore 
the absurdity and insanity of it. And I'm having, the, like, I do a lot of, we all yeah, do a lot of stuff at the Lyric Hyperion and the Clubhouse, and those are sort of, like, the main ports for the, the idiot and clown community right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of amazing variety stuff going on in those two venues, and they've been super welcoming to us. Yeah. <laughs> and it just feels like it just works. Like, it, it they're... That 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 wor- those two worlds just go really well together. Like it, it's just a nice like well like change of pace, and you're seeing a variety show of a bunch of very physical comedians, and then you just see someone come on with a puppet, and it's like, yeah, this belongs here. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's cool. It's because it's kind of because we're kind of very fancy prop comics if you look at it. Right, 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 This has been incredibly enlightening. Yeah, and like really heartwarming. Very heartwarming. I needed it this week. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, I'm new to watching puppets. I'm going to continue to do so since I know such lovely people who perform with them. Um, but for me, watching them is a very emotionally visceral experience. I'm pretty sure I cried at the first show I saw of your guys'. So, again, I, I can't, like, recommend enough. Who made like, you cry? Um, I think Michaela Myers got me pretty close to tears. Um, and then also the woman who performs with balloons, I don't know her name. Yes. Oh, Sherry Lane. Yes. I thought she Shout was so out. good that she made me cry. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I was like so amazing. It's, it's such a cool, uh, it's just so physical too. That mm-hmm. It's just very different than any other comedy I feel like you're going to see for sure. Um, but we end every cast with talking about what makes our clams dance, you guys. So we just want to know what uh, makes your clams dance about puppets uh, in general, in life. How do puppets make your clams dance? What, what makes uh, your clams happy about puppets? Oh, boy. Clams. clams. <laughs> Pam's clams. I pull this. <laughs> Pam's clam. I make the tautness on this string, and then makes clam dance. That's my Puppets make my clam dance because they're just so fucking fun. I think, and they, yeah, the nostalgia, they, when you see one, it makes you happy talking mm-hmm. to a puppet. And also, all the pu- people I've met through the puppet community has been really awesome. Yeah. That's my clam. Whoa, look at that thing. Whoa. Watch out. Let's go my drink. Clam party. We're now going to make everybody do sound effects to their clam dance. Oh, boy. What a, uh, there's so many reasons. Like, <laughs> I just find them inspiring and exploring the whole puppet world. And when you interact with puppets and and play with puppets, you're in a different universe. You know, like you're creating a an alternate universe where these magical things can happen. Well, who doesn't want that? Mm-hmm. 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 Um, I boy, if I my my claim would be dancing right now. I this was great just to. Mole over Martin Mole over this stuff. Uh, um, Callback to the yeah from before. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I I just I'm, uh, I feel incredibly lucky to be young and still so <laughs> unsure about so many things in my life, and so yet young. I, I, the one so thing young. that is like he's fourteen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I just to be. I know that puppetry is what I want to be doing, and like when I. When I decided that, like, it was just everything clicked, like, my music background, my acting background, and to be doing it so often and, like, have my fingers in so many things. <laughs> Ooh la la. In the clams. Pu- in my, in so, so many, many clams. clams. 
Ah. Should have seen that coming. Um, I just feel so lucky to be doing, like, to be busy doing it and mm-hmm. to kind of now at the Bob Baker to call that my day job. It's awesome. it's a, such a dream. And, like, doing the show with, I, Molly started When Puppets Are Your Only Friends, and I was on it as one of the acts she kind of convinced me to put together an act with Marty to be on the show. I wrote a song, the pu- When Puppets, or Puppets Are Your Only Friends, mm-hmm. for her show. I had always dreamed that she'd invite me on to be her, <laughs> to be her co-host, or like at least like her musical, like kind of Reggie Watts type guy. And show enough, show enough. I co-hosted with her, and it's just a dream. And Pam's are like, she's the face that we used to sell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <The headliner. laughs> and uh, yeah, just I make pe- dreams come true. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's true. This is, this is so cheesy, you guys. But just because we're still going through like weird times in America, and to like wrap it up, I think what's so cool about puppets in general is like there you can't always classify them as an animal. Just like you were saying earlier, like there's a there's a Kermit that's like he, he's got he's he's technically a frog, but there's also a Gonzo, and there's also just this and that that's like you can't even define them, which mm-hmm. is I think. The great thing about them, they break down barriers. You want to talk to them because they're so unique. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know my bigger point, but. That's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It feels warm. And so does my clam. <laughs> warm yeah. clams. That's yeah. what makes my clam dance about warm, puppet. Juicy clams. <laughs> <laughs> juicy, juicy and that's clams. your cue to go, Jared. <laughs> <laughs> Puppets are my only friends. Puppets are my only are my only friends I know you can see my lips moving but just listen to my voice is there anything more soothing look at me can't you tell that I'm a cat sure you made some friends at school but I made my friends from scratch I'm like Dr. Frankenstein in this bitch the reanimator in this bitch weird Science up in this bitch All I needed was to learn to stitch And now puppets are my only friends 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 friends. It's true